0: Today is Tuesday, March 18th, 2008, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Uh, today, March 18th, is a very special day. For those of you who don't know, this is the day that Mariana receives Our Lady that uh, she was promised uh, that Our Lady would appear to her on this day for the rest of her life. And, uh, of course, it just it so happens to be Mariana's birthday, which is not the reason why Our Lady appears. And perhaps a friend of Major is going to speak a little bit about this tonight. So... Uh, as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, the friend of Medjugorje, we'll begin the discussion on the, this very special message that was given today.
1: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. May we come to you tonight with the privilege of walking with you while you walk the earth, and the time has been given to you to be made known as no other time in history, that we have you coming as a mother to heal the world. We thank you that we live in this moment, we thank you that we're able to be part of what it is that you do. We thank you for being with us today, especially on your March 18th special day, as you said, would be a message day, or rather a day of apparitions would be something of importance of the future. So we ask for our grace tonight that we speak what we should say and be open to what we should hear. Amen. Well, of course, today is March 18th, and it's always a joy for us to to know that Mariana uh, has this apparition once a year. And of course, now, we evolved. now she has a monthly apparition on the second of each month. But in 1982, uh, Our Lady appeared to Mariana and said she would no longer appear to her. And this caused great distress to Mariana. She was one of the first visionaries who ceased seeing a lady, but the first one who received the Ten Secrets. Of course, the Ten Secrets are something that is more in the hands of Mariana, and we hear more of it through her than any of the other visionaries. And Mariana's uh, charism is partly that, and that she is the witness to Our Lady coming on the second of the month, which these apparitions started uh, sometime after she lost her daily apparitions. It started with the interlocutions, and then Our Lady praying with her, and then evolved in the last year or two, where now a given messages on the second of each month. And of course, Maria has nine secrets, and with her secret, she, um, ten secrets, we typically, what's happened to the other visionaries, they no long, longer see our lady on a daily basis, but they promise an apparition once a year. So we still have Viska, Ivan, and Maria seeing our lady daily. We have Yaakov, Ivanka, uh, seeing Our Lady on an, um, the once-a-year apparition, Yakko's being at Christmas and Mariana's being on the, the anniversary of the apparitions on the June 25th, and so for some time the annual apparition Mariana had before these second-of-the-month apparitions started back, she saw only on March 18th. And of course it is her birthday, Mariana's that is, but Our Lady says she's not uh, chosen that day because of it's her birthday. There's something in the future that we'll understand on March 18th for whatever reason. I'm reluctant to say that might take place or what may happen, we don't know. All we know is that the date, March 18th, will have some significance that we'll be aware of sometime in the future. So Mariana said Our Lady has never greeted her with a happy birthday salutation, salutation on March 18th. So we've looked especially at some of the March 18th messages with great significance that they uh, sometimes are very strong uh, to Mariana, and we've always had things that happen with this monthly message. But this is probably a sweeter message and a more beautiful message in some ways than that we normally don't see from uh, Mariana that she receives on March 18th. So, Joan, if you'll go ahead and read this message.
2: Mariana's annual March 18, 2008 apparition from Our Lady Queen of Peace in Medjugorje. Our Lady appeared to Mariana on March eighteenth for her annual apparition. Our Lady appeared to Mariana at one p.m. Medjugorje time. The apparition lasted seven minutes. and Mariana relayed the following. I have never seen Our Lady address us in this manner. She extended her hands towards us. And with her hands extended in this way, she said, Dear children, today I extend my hands towards you. Do not be afraid to accept them. They desire to give you love and peace, and to help you in salvation. Therefore, my children, receive them. Fill my heart with joy, and I will lead you towards holiness. The way on which I lead you is difficult and full of temptations and falls. I will be with you, and my hands will hold you. Be persevering so that at the end of the way, we can all together, in joy and love, hold the hands of my Son. Come with me. Fear not. Thank you.
1: So obviously this message tonight that we're going over that was given today earlier in Medjugorje, uh, the focus is hands. The focus is Our Lady's hands. And she's said this often about hands, and and that means something. And so uh, the fact that Our Lady is working in the world so strongly, and she asked us to be her extended hands on several messages, and one being we received in Italy just specifically for the community Caritas when Maria and I was alone uh, at our, house with their um, Apparition and during the apparition there was no special request for her or for me to ask Marie to ask anything And out of the blue Afterwards Maria ran and got a piece of paper and said our lady had a message for you in the community And that message was May 31st 1995. It says little children I desire that through your lives you are witnesses that you are my extended hands my instruments Get as many hearts as you can close to my heart, and lead them to God, to a way of salvation. And of course, our Lady talks in the end of this message today: be preserving, or rather, be persevering, so that at the end of the way, we can all together, all enjoy hold the hands of my son. So this way is, of course, the same way that was spoken about. Uh, 2,000 years ago, and the way, of course, is what Jesus brought to us, so often we look at our lady's messages, and we don't put them in the proper context, and the, sh- she's given them, I, I was reading just recently about a priest, a well-known priest, I won't say his name, but he said, uh, the messages of Medjugorje are boring, well, the messages are profound, our lady said that, she says, pray that you may understand the profoundness of my messages, Either this individual is right or he's wrong. And if our lady is saying simple things, and yet she says they're pro- profound, and she says, you can't comprehend my messages without praying. She says, you must pray to comprehend them. So it's something that if you're going to approach these from the intentional j- 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 side, that you're going to miss. And so the walk of our lady with these messages is not just words, but it is a way of life. And we've got in our, our rule book, we live here in a community, it's called A Way in a New Time. There was a young missionary who lived in Ecuador in the 1950s and he was martyred uh, there. And just before he's martyred, he wrote the following. He said, it is good to think of the first days of the church on earth when Christianity was not called merely a religion or thought of only as a code of doctrine, but regarded as a way those believers had a manner in carrying themselves observable direction that so-called Christians today do not have. For a way is a display of patterned behavior, and what a display. Nothing anyone has ever had was his own, all in one place with one accord, while a spirit of love, responsibility, and conviction of truth possess the whole. God sends one of those days to vindicate the truth. Or rather, God sends us one of those days to vindicate the truth. Glorify thy name, disperse the knowledge of thy son. And we see this. We we don't spread the message through our presses. We don't spread the messages through the, the, the countless books we produce, the writings. They are weak. They have no power. They're ink on paper. The only empowered, if you have a way of life, you live. And so, when we transmit something through the writings, through the presses, through that, you're reading real life. We live that here. It's part of our life. And so, we always have this um, way where, where why it's not um, perfect in the way we live it, it is a perfect way. So we don't claim to be holy. We claim to be chosen by Our Lady to do what we do. And that's May 31st, 1995, because I was passive with the mission at that point. And it was at that point that Our Lady gave us instructions that we get as many hearts as close as you can to my heart to lead them to God, to a way of salvation. And in this message, when Maria's husband came back to translate it that night after work, I asked him, did Our Lady say the way or to a way of salvation? He looked at it, discussed it with Maria. He said, no, clearly Our Lady said, to a way of salvation. And this was very critical for us as far as understanding what Our Lady did and what she said by this. There was no prompt question. There was nothing, um, even during my prayer and during that person, asked for this. But we had matured in a mission up to 1995 from 1986 to a certain point that Our Lady had saw us at that point it was time to be more, move out of the passive role and be proactive in our role. As her extended hands, her words, my instruments, her words. And so we, she didn't just say be extended hands, she said be my extended hands, uh, you are witnesses. So the important thing we do here is live the message. That's our life. And while we fall and we fail at it and it's difficult, It still doesn't change that the way is a perfect way. So we live a holy life. We're not necessarily necessarily always holy or walk in perfection and holiness. But our lady talks about that in this message. She says, I lead you, or the way on which I lead you, again, the way, is difficult and full of temptations and falls. I know Jesus talks in the point man God that sometimes God lets a fall happen because uh, He gets the reaction of, of betterment. I know in Metzgoria on Thursday message, LA says Satan wants to I mean, God wants to test you through the through the uh, through your harvest. There are several messages that relate to this testing, and so God sometimes perfects us. Peter fell. Uh, The apostles failed. They abandoned Christ at the cross. And so we have constantly this testing of God, strengthening us, falling, getting back up and walking this way with Our Lady that shows us that she expects us to not just stay down, not quit because it's difficult, not quit because I don't want to do it anymore, but take the falls, get back up and get back to the way, the way on which I lead you is difficult and full of temptations and falls. I'll be with you and my hands will hold you so that we can be persevering and at the end, the way we can all together enjoy and love hold the hands of my son. So we fall, we get back up. This, of course is a beautiful part of this message that uh lady speaks of and it's best illustrated by a story with Maria and her son. She's got four sons, one of them is Francisco, and Francisco's a little rambunctious. But he was um, had done some bad work one day in, in his in school at, in Italy and not done what he was supposed to do and and uh he was supposed to take this home and have his mother sign it. Well he felt what our lady said on this difficult task of giving his mother to sign his papers he fell into a temptation, and that temptation was that he thought he could forge her name. So here's a son of a visionary forging the mother's name, takes it back to school, where he gets caught. Well, of course, he's in big trouble. Uh, his mother's upset with him, his father's upset with him, his brothers are down on him, and his birthday was going to be the next day. And so here it is that, you know, he's done this, and he's got to go into the apparition, though he's done something bad on his birthday, And Our Lady has never told Maria to say anything to her children about happy birthday to the children, things like that. She doesn't give them salutations. And so it was bad enough that, you know, Maria would just ask for a blessing for him that he was underneath this thing. So he was pretty much in a sour mood, bad mood, depressed mood. And what happened was that um, the next day, Maria went into the apparition and she typically says, you know, and would you bless... You know, Michele, if it's his birthday, and of course, this was Francisco. Would you bless Francisco on his birthday? And after the apparition, you know, Francisco knows that he was going to get, if he got a blessing, it would be a big deal. But he didn't only get a blessing, he got words. And the words were, give Francisco my best. Now, this is just like Our Lady when we're expecting something bad to come from it. And he lit up like a Christmas tree. He saw that he was forgiven. He saw that it was difficult. He saw that he hold his hands through this. And opposite of us, thinking that she's not going to do anything, she does something so positive that this is illustrated in this message. The way in which I lead you is difficult, full of temptations and falls. But just like the song we just heard, we fall down, we get back up. And that's what we need to realize in the spiritual life, that the way that our lady gives us, the way of light that she gives us, will have falls in it. These falls keep us humble. These falls keep us spiritual. These falls keep us walking when we need to go. Jesus fell three times in his mission to carry the cross. Don't think that doesn't relate to you and your fall, but you gotta get back up. Sometimes we need somebody else to help us. Just like Jesus had Simon, Simeon. And so it is the same way with our lady. I'm holding your hands. And with her hands, she'll help this difficult task for us to carry forth with what she wishes us in the way.
3: What if Our Lady hadn't appeared in 1981?
1: We know Our Lady, had she not come and appeared to these visionaries, she revealed that the world would have destroyed itself.
3: Why is the Holy Virgin coming?
1: Read sacred scriptures, live it and pray to understand the signs of the time. At 640, June 24, 1981, the world was on a downhill slide toward evil and darkness and hate that that changed in one moment toward the good.
3: Has anything been said about Christians?
1: There's many Christians in the world, but also she gave a message that said there's many Christians living as the pagans. They live pagan Christianity.
3: With 26 years of daily apparitions, do we know if there is some kind of plan?
1: It's her words saying, I want to use you in a great plan. You must pray to understand what your role is in that plan. And it's for the salvation of the world.
3: How will it happen?
1: Because you are the chosen ones in the time of grace, walking with her, who are going to instruct the others after the time of grace. When Our Lady came June 24, 1981, it was at that point that God had decided to bring us 10 secrets, three admonitions, and it's going to happen. They will happen.
3: Do not put off drawing closer to God now in the time of divine mercy. Find out more about the most extraordinary plans in 2,000 years of Christian history. Sign up for the Medge list free and be kept informed of the most important event in your life, your children's and your grandchildren's, and all your posterity to the end of the world. See MEJ.com and click on Medge list free.
0: You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje.
2: When a lady gives a message during the day, uh, there's not a whole lot of time to prepare for the program that, that night. And so often, uh, a friend of Ed may say, "Look for this song if, if it strikes him in the message that would go with this message." Or uh, we, we're pulling things together, and it's not until we're actually here, sitting in our seats, playing the music, and and really reflecting on the message for the first time, if uh, we haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to look at the message. And we see that Our Lady really does knit everything together. But this song that was just played really uh, parallels the message in a in a beautiful way. It talks about a priest who's living in a monastery. So he's living the spiritual life. He's living away. And the second character in the, the song is a man who's struggling with life. He's on the outside of the monasteries. He's downhearted. He finds meaninglessness in his life. And it's the the priest, in, in the few words that he speaks to this man, that brings a whole new understanding to his life. And then the song ends up with the children coming in in the chorus, singing, we fall down, we get up. The new generations who are learning from the older generations who are living a way of salvation. And and it struck me in, in this song that... Um, this, this words, the words of Our Lady, my extended hands. This is a very meaningful message, first of all, to a friend of Medjugorje because of his long walk with Our Lady. Many times he'd been prayed over with her hands over him. And the message that we received and it, he received, and then the community after him the may 31st message where she called us to be her hands and her instruments and to get hearts close to her heart i remember that when you received that message that was you described that you felt empowered by that message that you felt that it is time to to hold nothing back anymore to go forward in a in a strong way to get hearts for our lady and maybe you can explain a little bit more in depth uh, what it means to be the extended hands. What do you think Our Lady means when she brings this up in the message of being her extended hands and, and being in those apparitions uh, through the through these years of where Our Lady has intimately prayed over you, prayed over members of the community. She does that for a purpose.
1: Well, I think that the... Um Stages you go through in the spiritual life. It's like st. Paul. He when he was knocked off a horse, well, We don't know for sure, but we he was blinded and then you know it's Spoken that he's knocked off the horse That he uh, was told by the voice of Jesus why you persecute me And who that you who, who are you that you are that uh, I persecute you and of course, he identified himself as Jesus but something interesting about that that st. Paul had a, a conversion and people go to Medjugorje, they have a conversion. But with that conversion comes a, a walk of the way and and learning the way. What is the way? To be walking off the streets and not live a godly life and then to walk into a church and say, I'm born again, I'm saved. Well, you've accepted Jesus, but do you know the way? And so there has to be a learning of the way. And, of course, we as Catholics have, you know, from from our baptism as youth, and we, we we were raised in that way. But you know, other denominations may not have that. But even Catholics themselves uh, have lost the way, and that's why Our Lady's coming to the world today. But Saint Paul, or Saul at the time, he went off, and for at least eight years was silent. He didn't go preaching. He wrote almost three quarters of the New Testament. But you don't see that in those first eight years and possibly all the way to 11 years before he really started preaching and teaching. What did he do during that time? He had to to walk a difficult way. He had to learn the way. He had to deal with, you know, uh, a way that was difficult, full of temptations, as our lady says, and fall and learn about getting back up. And so uh, that's one thing in the point, man, God. Jesus reminds Peter that you abandoned me. You'll be sensitive to others who fall. And so it's no different with Medjugorje. Uh, When I went to Medjugorje in 1986, I knew and felt that I needed to work on my conversion, not everybody else's. Our lady gave me a personal message October uh, 1986 in which she said for you to um, live in humility, for you to walk walk, um, through prayer, and so in this message, when our lady gave this message to me, uh, I, I felt I wasn't supposed to be doing anything other than just growing in, in the way, growing what is, what is holiness, what is that walk. And so as I began this walk and I wanted to find out how to learn it, I knew I just couldn't go out and start pronouncing it to anybody else. And so when our lady said, pray, you know, to me, pray and by your life witness, that meant by, by my life. And she actually said the words, she, she went on actually, and she said, not with words, but rather through prayer, will you attain what your desire is? Therefore, pray more and live in humility. Of course, this was a personal message for me. I had to act on this and I had to realize that Our Lady was saying it's by witness and it's not by words. But what is witness? Uh, she was given many messages. I had to learn those messages, learn that in my life, incorporate them. And I think this is what has to be understood with the messages of Medjugorje. When you go through conversion, you're not ready to go out and convert everybody else. Why? Because there's a process in conversion that you have to change your life. You have to change your direction. January 25th, 1987. Uh, Call you to live a new life as of today. Another message where she says, and we've said it before and repeated it. Change the direction of your life. Now, a lady saying this to the villagers, after years and years of living the way. When you convert you don't necessarily change the direction of your life. You see the four basic messages: prayer fasting penance uh, and and confession And you start incorporating that into your life Those draw a strength for your spiritual life to start Growing in holiness and then identifying things in your life that you have to change But when those things come along and you realize "Uh uh-oh Our ladies confront me with this then that's what she's talking about. It's difficult Because there's things you got to change in your life And this is a difficult thing to do because we have mentalities that's so ingrained in us, especially today, that the only way the world can be saved is for God to send the mother of Jesus to teach us and put us in her school of holiness. And so to answer your question, what did I feel at that moment that I felt empowered? I did feel empowered because I felt very confident and at peace that I had sat in the background. I was writing, but I did very little promotion. I'd already wrote far. How to Change Your Husband was actually sitting on the um, counter during the apparition. And so How to Change Your Husband was, when that first came out, was very controversial in the message it was speaking of. And we didn't know how it would be received. We thought maybe we'd lose half our mail list at the time because it was so strong. But at the same time, I wasn't going out really doing a lot of um, things as far as being aggressive in promoting these things. And that apparition, what took place, was a commission. Now, and that commission came when I questioned Paulo that evening. When I says, get hearts. Get, she didn't say get hearts. She said, get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and lead them to God to a way of salvation. That empowered me, and therefore I transferred that community. And so I, we're strong. People sometimes wonder, how can we be so strong and confident in what we do? We have the authority of our lady. Not many people who walk the face of the earth have that authority. I have it. Everybody in this community has it. You can you you can convert, you can get it, but you have to learn the way. And the way is a difficult way. So I don't have any lack of confidence that I've grabbed something or a position for the sake of the position. I never wanted it and still don't want it. But it's Our Lady who says, okay, now, you quit being passive, in other words. I want you to be more aggressive. And she says, you're my extended hands. You are my instruments. You, Through your lives, you're the witnesses. And then she says, get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and lead them to God to the way of salvation or to a way of salvation. So that gave an empowerment because we know that what we do is from Our Lady Herself. And how many people have a commission like that physically through one of the visionaries in Now, we're not saying we're any privileged than anybody else because we have more crosses. We have more difficulties. We had to do more to do that. But somewhere, somebody has to show the way. Somebody has to teach the way. And that's simply what we talked about in the beginning of the program, that our presses, our our materials we put out, all that's secondary. Everything's secondary. Our life that we live on a daily basis, how we do our, our work, together, how we communicate to do a work or project or put things together, how we put books together or our building together or we work in the grand side together. All these things are important um, that we walk in a in a in a physical action. Like this Ecuadorian or uh, this man who was murdered in Ecuador said that 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 the demeanor, the whole carrier, the way they carry their life. meant something. It says what a way it's shown. And our life is that is that way. So all we have from there is a transmitted on income paper through the presses of what we do.
2: Uh the the message that you received on behalf of yourself of the community in May nineteen ninety five, that was thirteen thirteen or fourteen years ago. So we've been progressing on this this way. We have many, many people that have been following a way of salvation through this mission who have been very faithful in, in living the spirit of what Our Lady has shown us here to live that we share with others. And I wonder in this message tonight if Our Lady's not saying this also to her children that this is March 18th, this is the, the day for non believers the The big one outside of the the second-of-the-month apparitions. This is where it all started after Mariana stopped receiving her daily apparitions. And so when Our Lady says, Today I extend my hands towards you. Do not be afraid to accept them. Is it possible to look at this and say what she's referring to in, in one respect to the message, that my hands may not be for her hands she's saying but her extended hands her children out in the world that she's she's almost saying um to to the non-believers don't be afraid to accept these these children of mine who are my extended hands because they can give you peace they can give you love they're going to help you find your salvation later when she says i will be with you and my hands will hold you. We're her physical hands in the world. We'll be the ones to hold her. Is she, is she perhaps telling us as her children and, and all those who are listening and who are reading this message, I want you to be ready because I'm going to bring you, you know, in some, some way, somehow, we are going to be accepting these lost children of hers that she's, she's about to bring into the fold.
1: Well, I think we have a lot much larger world with a short shorter amount of time to reach more people and a more massive way to reach people, that while Jesus may have started with his twelve and his disciples, our lady's gonna have pockets of people all over the world that will be her hands. And so while we're our children, what you address that as far as our hands, we really are also are her apostles. And of course I mentioned last programme, Lewis to Margaret saying that our lady would rise up apostles of the latter days. And they would spread across the earth on silver wings. They'd be tried as the children of Levi. A says, I'll lead you on a way that's difficult. You'll be, cho- you'll be tried as the, le- the children of Levi, Lewis DeMofford says. And we, we are living in that time. There can't be any question if you just got common sense to look at the message, to see what's happening, to see a spiritual event that's taking place that's not comparable to anything in 2,000 years of Christendom doesn't exist and nothing like this ex- experiences in this way even matches up to the Old Testament yes you have flight out of Egypt you had the the Moses and, and all these great things happen but we're living in a glorious moment of history a rescuing time our lady said that this world does not know in what sin it's sinking I've come to save it and so how is she gonna save it she says I can't do anything without you and so You become her hands because God's not affording her to appear to every single person and go make every single person a visionary. And it's not the way of God to do that anyway. In fact, it's not necessarily the way of God to do what he's doing with our lady right now. You know, you can you can bet she's the one that's in front of him says, Let me do this. Let me come as a mother. Uh, with the state of the affairs of the world today, you really think God just sit there and I got nothing better to do Let me send the Archangel Michael and do something. Hey, this is Mary. This is her time She's won this her glory her honor her purity has won this to come to the world that has no honor that Has no glory and has no purity So it's important that we understand the significance of being in her hands and what she's asking us to do
4: Do we as Christians lead the world or are we being led by the world? Compromise has infected the Christian value system. We are called by Our Lady to change our life and through that to change others through our witness to the light. In today's world of technology and traffic jams, it can be difficult to understand how to live biblically. As go God's people, so goes the world. A remarkable writing that will open your eyes to Our Lady's plans to free us from the bondage of things and help us to understand that peace can only be found in a society where love reigns and God is acknowledged. As go God's people, so goes the world. Available on Mej.com, spelled M-E-J.com. And click on Mej or call in the US two zero five five six seven two thousand.
0: You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Mejigoria. Okay, so we have
1: Ale coming and to finish up your question. The extended hands part uh, our lady has done many things we have been privileged to be with our lady we have been privileged to be given a, a certain relationship with our lady through Maria and our lady coming to us through the means of the apparitions where she uh, has done many beautiful things for us uh, as usual her hands praying over us and things like that of course that's a great joy for us at the same time those things happen because uh, God's put us in that position.
2: Well, we know that Our Lady has done beautiful things, and we can only have to re- just think back in August of 2005, being in the thunderstorm on Our Lady's birthday, or many, many graces we've received over the years. So why does she say, Do not be afraid to accept my hands? Why would we, why would we be afraid to accept them?
1: I think we have to go back and realize that uh, when you start going into the messages and you start really, really looking at what he's asking for, it's to do not what you want to do. And anytime you're doing what you want to do, you're doing something God doesn't want you to do, because to live underneath God and His His principles of what He tells us to to walk, you know, He's always first. The flesh wants to put itself first. So there's always this contention between your wants and God's wants. Now, the more you pray, the more you want to follow God, the more you want to walk with God, the more you want your wants to be His. That's kind of a relationship of what, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve was told after the fall. They fell. And the woman was told your wants should be for your husbands, Well His wants. If you do everything your husband wants, then you're going to get everything you want. And some people don't like to hear that, but... That's a biblical principle. At the same time, if we want what God wants, we're getting everything we want. Now, is it always sweet? Nope. Is it always what we want on our palate? Nope. It's, it's not always that way. And that's why our lady doesn't shy from this. She's not saying you're excused. That everything's going to be, um, or rather not excused, but she doesn't say that everything's going to be a beautiful life. She says, I lead you. The way on which I lead you is difficult. What? The way. So it is a difficult way. It's a way of purification. It's a way of changing. It's a way of changing your mentalities because that's what the message is about in the end. Change your mentalities. Once you change your mentalities and you get the grace to change, uh, that's conversion. Conversion is a change of mentality. you got to think different. The messages are trying to get us instilled with the way, through her words, to Compute things in a different way, compute the way we look at society in a different way to see how we're to fit in society and to change society, not conform to it, but to radically change it. And just because everybody goes that way doesn't make it the norm. It it always still amazes me how even Christians say, well, a Gallup poll says this. It don't matter what that says. If 99 people are doing something that's not right and you're one, it doesn't justify them. It doesn't say that that's that's correct. And so with this message Ale gives to something beautiful today, and of course the message always means something for the future as well as it does in the present. And that present could be one year from now, five years from now, but it always says something later, later. And of course this message goes into an overall view that something beautiful, which we'll go into a little bit later in the program. But with it, Ale constantly puts us in her hands and, and, uh, there's no better hands to be than in Our Lady. If we put ourselves in her hands, we follow her, we do what it says, everything will work out for the best, even when everything looks like it's falling apart. And you ask the question, why should we be afraid? Because there is things you have to give up. There's things in your life you have to change. There's directions you have to change. Uh, you know your children may not like it. Your spouse may not like it. It may be something that's... that's uh, Bitter or something that you don't want to do and uh, I cringe when I hear somebody say well, I want to do what I want to do No, that's not what you're saying. You're saying I want to do what the devil wants me to do again to live The way of God is to live with, with self restriction You're not free to do what you want to do I'm not free in this mission to do and guide it the way I want to I've got to live self restricted self imposed restrictions That's the keys to peace. Not because you have something or a certain way or a certain thing you can do. Or or if you've got a lot of money, you're not free to spend that money the way you want to. You can do that, yes, because you have free will. But if you want to live for God, you've got to restrict You have responsibility for that. And likewise, with the position you have, the power you may have, whatever you may have, you have restrictions. And so, this is not always pleasing to the flesh or pleasing to what your wants may be. Um... There's plenty of people out there that have funds and money that can give away 90% of what they got and still not change anything in the way of living 90% of everything they have that can always be given away and still be living everything they live in their life so 10% is what we're commanded by God. That's your duty to give everything above that. You're being generous And there are some people that do that There's a lot of people that don't but Again, this comes back to fear. Uh, Don't be afraid. Why? Why be afraid? What is Our Lady saying here? What is there to be afraid of? There are frightful things in the future. Our Lady once gave a message: says, uh, "For the one who prays is not afraid of the future." Now we had somebody write us a letter this week that said, uh, "Well, you're 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 becoming fear-based." Well, what are secrets about? Come on, get with it. We don't know the secrets. If they're secrets, why would God even say they're secrets? Why does he want me, why does he want you to know, or why did he let Mariana say and Marie and others that they're secrets? What's the purpose of that? Why do we know about the secrets? of his three admonitions. Those are friendly reprimands. You know, my dad used to give me friendly reprimands. I didn't like them one bit. So God is a good father. There's some friendly things he's got coming our way. And it ain't going to be anything that you say, oh, it was just a little tidal wave. We don't know what it's going to be, but we know it's going to be some purification of the earth, some purification of us, something that's so purifying that it will correct our conscience, a correction of conscience by the Father. And there's nobody can estimate what that might be. But at the same time, that fear is a motivation to act, to pray that prayer brings you to conversion. That conversion brings you to, to, or rather the fear can bring you to conversion. Conversion can bring you to prayer, prayer brings you to no fear of the future. So, you can say what you want. We don't speak about this uh, fear factor, but for the sake of a fear factor, but Our Lady says it, don't be afraid. What would be the opposite of not being afraid? Why would you be afraid unless there's something to be afraid of? So you see, for her having to say that, proves that there's some frightful things. There's something to be in fear about. And we've got a, we've got a society today that decades has not, not seen one physical consequence, a divine consequence of our actions. Let me say that more clear again. We have for decades fallen into decadence repeatedly that fa- past civilizations no longer existed for it and we have not seen any divine consequences to our actions. So people have gotten used to God's tolerant because we teach diversity and we teach tolerance and we teach all these things. The God's just accepting everything now. We're deceiving ourselves. While God may be slow to act, He will act. History proves that. Now if He acts, what happens? It's out of love. It's not to make us fearful of this wrathful God because if we continue on the path of the world, we will self-destruct. Satan will have the means to control and, and destroy the whole earth. And so we must realize that when a lady is speaking of fear and don't be afraid is that the circumstances that the people out there in society that don't get with the lady, they, they're going to be afraid. I, I would be in fear right now if I had not been walking with a had I not been doing with these messages for years. I feel very secure. No matter what happens to me or to the community or to those walking the way, we're with God. If whatever circumstances He puts us in, I'm at peace. Maybe suffering, it may be joys, it may be whatever, it doesn't matter. But to to have a naive uh, and an ignorant attitude and mentality that you're fear based, you know, is a contradiction of the fact that God has even let the visionary say these are admonitions, These are secrets the secrets are mentioned to build up an audience because when the secrets are released, God wants an audience. And when you hear the secrets, is it going to be hunky-dory? There's something to them. God's got a lot better things to do than come to the world and be doing this unless it's something very, very serious. So there's no hands I'd rather be in, no better hands than Our Lady. And we need to realize that to be in her hands is our safest place. It's to be put in our mantle and to be able to serve her Uh, to be strong because of her. That's what she says in this. And together, the joy and love, hold the hands of my son Jesus. You know, she'll be our strength if we take these promises that she gives to hold our hands, walk with her in faith, and have her sun shining on us, whether it's raining, or whether we're down, or whether we're up.
5: It's hot to stand on shifting sand, it's hard to shine in the shadows of the night. You can't be free if you don't reach for help, and you can't love if you don't love yourself.
1: like the breath of Jesus right here in this room. We, we should be so excited to get a message like this today. So thrilled that we live in this generation. While there's so many things to be concerned about, there's the hope that we have that past people and civilizations didn't have. And this is the time that the Queen of Heaven is to be made known. She is to conquer the earth there's something being in the works now. That we don't quite have the full picture of it, but that something's ordained from heaven to be a second Pentecost a second rebirth of the world a second time that Christianity will renew itself and you're called to be a participant No different than when Jesus walked to earth and he picked his disciples and apostles and it's your choice and while the means of communication has made it where it was in a small little area, this is, this is worldwide. It's not going to be a globalization-type plan. It's going to be a localized plan, not globalization. But our lady is raising up people coming from all over the world to Medjugorje. They go back to their villages, go back to their homes, go back to their cities, go back to their towns, so that they can be the apostle there. They can do just like St. Paul who went over. She's sending us out. And we're in no better hands than what our ladies, doing with us right now. And so we're, we're living in a, a tremendously exciting time. We're living in excited, uh, actually a, a very dire time. And there will be fear, things to be fearful of, if you're not walking the way. But there'll be no fear, and there's no reason to fear if you are. We see, if you read the Poor man, God, I'm reading right now about the Passion of Jesus and his death on the cross, how how the the Pharisees, at the point of death went totally in terror, totally in fear, totally terrified because they're not in the way, so Our lady does not want that for us, and she doesn't want this fear factor, but it doesn't mean because she says, "'Come with me and fear not, that the fear won't exist, it won't exist for us as her children, as her apostles. When we grasp that, we understand that, then we can't be in any better hands. I think it's an exciting, exciting time to to come up and really be with Our Lady and the privileges. And even in July, coming Our Lady coming, can you imagine how exciting it is? You should be doing everything you can to promote that Our Lady's coming to Alabama, July first to the fifth. I mean, we we will When these apparitions are over, we'll never see this in the history of the world. We can actually prepare, plan, and and know that Our Lady's coming. People sometimes object to that, saying, oh, well, that's what makes me not believe in it. Well, in fact, am our Lady predicting the next apparition. So it's the same thing.
4: How does God deal with nations which have no spirit? One of the founding fathers of the United States George Mason said, As nations cannot be rewarded or punished in the next world, they must be in this. By an inevitable chain of causes and effects, Providence punishes national sins by national calamities. When we look at the events around us, are we perhaps blind to see what is so plainly before us? the continual stripping away of religious freedoms and the barrage of laws, regulations, and more laws, the oppressive structure to promote sin through new laws, and on and on. The scriptures so clearly show that when God's people turned away from him, it resulted in the loss of freedom and liberty. For years, Our Lady from Medjugorje has told us, invited us, and encouraged us toward reconciling as a people, as well as individually, back to God. We need a mother for our nation. We need her to purify us. We need her to cure us. We need her to resurrect us. We need her to be amongst us. We, the people, need her. This July 1st through 5th, 2008, that mother will be with us this July 4th will be special for our nation come to the field at Caritas Alabama July 1st through 5th 2008 when Maria Lunetti visionary from Medjugorje will be with us for all five days join with thousands across the nation in praying for the resurrection and renewal of ourselves and our country July 1st through 5th, 2008. A 4th of July in Alabama that will change your life and this nation. Go to medj.com for more details. Medj spelled M-E-J dot com. Or call Caritas at 205-672-2000-USA.
0: You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Mejigoria. That's a that's a real beautiful commercial, um, especially in light of what you were just saying about um, about being in Our Lady's hands, being in her presence, and this is a, certainly a call that we've 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 put out to people to come and be in Our Lady's presence, to be with her, to let her be amongst us, and this is exactly what Our Lady was telling us. In today's message something that I was that I wanted to to ask and um, maybe this was something that you had that you were gonna maybe speak about later on but I couldn't help my eyes kept getting drawn to this one part of the message where Our Lady says the words at the end of the way and is it possible that and maybe you can explain a little bit about this or talk a little bit about this but is it possible that that at the end of the way isn't necessarily the very end but that there will be little victories where you'll be able to experience being able to hold the hands of Our Lady, being able to hold the hands of Her Son with Our Lady. It would, you know, in in your just reading of this message, do you think that maybe Our Lady is also telling us that not just at the end of our life, but also during our life, that there's going to be times when we are going to experience something where we are going to be able to hold Her hands?
1: Well, I think there's times in the spiritual life that you're going to... Wish you were dead. <laughs> it would be much easier. Uh, there's uh, often we see the trials we go through. People, people pray to be a saint. And then when God gives the opportunity, they say, I didn't know it was going to be this way. You know, we, we get this glamorous idea of what it means to be a saint. And then when God gives the opportunity, after you pray for 10 years for it, it starts happening. You say, wait, wait, just a minute, God. This is not what I had in mind. You know, you've been reading a book about somebody 400 years ago and you had this romantic thing. And then when you live the reality of it, it's not pleasant at all. And so, um, when you when you realize that this way is so difficult, that Our Lady does want you to be saints, but she also gave a message that says, "I don't want to compel you to be saints by force." She wants you to choose this. And so, this way does it does it mean, you know, the end of the life? This message really is something beautiful in that it is it is a closing of a life. I wrote on today a, a little. Brief thing a commentary on this message. is on the home page of uh, Mez.com and it talks about a, a beautiful story of a of a closing of life and And the overall theme of this message is the closing of life now that That means too as a parallel thing because the genius of the lady's messages that it applies to our life as much as where She's trying to lead us to toward holiness whose holiness God is where's holiness in heaven Can we have holiness here? Yeah, we can have holiness here. But Vizca says when you live, when you go to heaven, you already begin living that life on earth. So we we draw God toward us here on this earth. But our ultimate goal is eternally to be with God, who is holiness itself. And so that means some death of things in your life. That means the closing out of a certain part of your life. Uh, You see people that's not concerned at all about sin people that's enjoying life to the fullest and they're so happy and they're laughing and and they're having all this kind of fun and, and people sometimes me like well I can't do that I'm a Christian or I can't do that or I'm I'm, I'm I've learned more as a Christian because a lot of Christians are doing it but what that when you start walking with conversion you start praying you realize there's things you have to turn away from you have to leave these things and so in a sense that's that's the end and and you persevere through that and you change and it's a death and that's what life is about the old old self in me has died i'm a new man so yes there is that parallel that you're speaking of that there's many ends in this life but ultimately this message too is is about uh being together with our lady and joy and she's bringing us to, to our lady her son there's not a better way to to live and a conf- and have confidence, I mean, this promise is such a confidence that we can have her. Ronald Reagan, when he was shot, some incredible things happening that's just now coming out. That he wrote in his autobiography, In American Life, a story that's remarkable. And Reagan had a close relationship with, uh, I think it was Terrence Cook, Archbishop. Uh, of course, he was very strongly tied with John Paul. Uh, he was shot one month before John Paul. One month after Fatima predicted John Paul's uh, being shot, but don't think that Ronald Reagan being shot was any less part of the Fatima plan and part of what took place and our Lady's plans for him. He had um, had pneumonia several decades before he became president. He's actually dying. His fever kept rising. He was wrapped in blankets. He couldn't. He couldn't uh, recover from this. And he was in a state that he got so sick, he was so tired, that he just had decided, I need to rest, and I'm just going to quit breathing. He knew he was dying. So he decided on his own that he was going to stop that when a nurse uh, came in and tried to get him to breathe. And he didn't want to. But he said she was so sweet that, and she was so strong in her argument to him but so beautiful the way she did this, that she would say, "Now let it out." She'd say, and he'd come on and breathe again and bring one more time, and he said this went on and on and on, and you know it. It talked to the the nurse talked him into this way of doing this, breathing again, and got him through. And things started breaking loose from there. The sweat broke out, and his and his fever finally went down. That was always a mystery to Awaken, because there was no nurse there. Now our lady says here. I will hold you. I'll be with you. When he was brought in on, or actually when he was brought into the hospital after he was shot by Hinckley, in Washington as president, one month again before, Ray, uh, before Pope John Paul was shot. He was laying on a gurney and he was going in and out of of um, consciousness, and he was realizing that he was in. He actually came in. People don't realize how close he was to death. He came in with double zero blood pressure and no pulse. He walked in on his own, the Secret Service didn't realize he was as bad as state he was. They didn't know he was shot. He started feeling, and they saw blood coming from his mouth. They said, head to the hospital. First time, the Secret Service man said to go straight to, back to the White House. When he saw blood, the Secret Service guy who jumped on him, Ronald Reagan thought he broke his rib. That's where he was feeling pain from. Of course, they realized it was a bullet. The circumstances of being shot is even re- remarkable. Um, it's of a divine nature. Hinckley fired four shots, all three missed, and even the fourth missed. But the fourth went between the door and the car through the crack of the hinge, reflected up, and shot Reagan underneath his ribcage, and went right to his heart, barely stopping his heart, but it filled his lungs, and he was he was really dead when he got there to the to the hospital so Reagan's laying on there, and he says, as he's laying there, and all this commotion and everything worked on him, he said that he felt the soft Feminine hand Touch his. Now people are ripping his clothes off they're tearing up they're cutting them they're doing this they're doing x-rays They're rolling them up with them and he says in the middle of all this he feels this beautiful soft feminine feminine hand He said I felt it come up and touch mine and hold on tight to it It gave me a wonderful feeling He says Even later in his writing, he was talking about, even now I find it difficult to explain how reassuring and how wonderful it felt. He assumed it must be the hand of a nurse kneeling very close to the gurney. But he couldn't see her. And when he asked, who's holding my hand, who's holding my hand, he didn't hear any response. And of course, there was nobody there. Now, this is his words. We know he's tied to John Paul. We know he brought down communists. We know he changed the world. Nobody has to tell me this isn't Our Lady. When he told some Polish people toward the end of his life, his best friend was John Paul, they gave him a statue of the Virgin Mary. He cherished that. We know George Washington about his story, about having a vision of the woman. That's in American history you never learned. Order the book. He had a vision. It was, public. It was, it was recorded. People can say, well, it some kind of woman angel. Come on, our ladies are patrons of this nation. It's just common sense. You know, to be simple is to be simple in faith. There's no question in my mind that later Reagan talked about these mysterious nurses. He never understood that. He never knew who it was. You tell me who it was. You tell me her plan in 1984 when she said, in Medjugorje, rejoice with all my angels. Or rather, rejoice with me with all my angels. In Medjugorje, she said that, I forget the date, it was March um, 84. And in that message, a Medjugorje message, we found out later that Sister Lucy said in Fatima that Our Ladies accepted the consecration of Russia, and they had done it that day. It had been accomplished. So Reagan, Pope John Paul, and others, and all these factors work together. And what happens? It comes back to holding her hand isn't that remarkable he's on the verge of death twice both times he hears this feminine voice this mysterious people in his life are this person mysterious person you, know, you don't have to be catholic to have some kind of encounter with our lady we don't own our lady she's over she's over us on everything in all church not all people i will be with you and my hands will hold you ronald reagan said held tight to my hand, it felt so feminine, so wonderful. Can't be anything other than divine. Now the doctor saw it. He's holding. who's holding my hand, who's holding my hand? He's being cut on, why would he even worry about who's holding his hand? And that's something of a divine nature. And so we need to realize that this word that I use, hands, is very, very important, has some purpose. It makes us strong. And in the end, as you was asking, Reyes, about the question about, you know, where our lady says the word end here. I will be with you and hold you. Be persevering so that at the end of the way, we can all together enjoy love and hold the hands of my son. And in in the end, we want to go through our life saying, you're not my hands. Because we want to do something else with our hands. We want to be proud. We want to never be broken. We want to be strong. But at the same time, um, we, we see our hands as something small, something that has no power. And it's true. We're nothing but, but a speck of dust. Only when we can realize in the end that we're kind, that we love, that we give to God everything, it's then at that moment that we can become strong and God takes our hands and uses it.
5: Just well, I'm playing, it would be We're all okay Not to worry, cause worry is wasteful And useless in times like these I won't be made useless I won't be idle with despair I'll gather myself around my faith For light is the darkness most fear.
6: Small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own. But they're not yours. They are my own. And I am never broken. Poverty stole your golden shoes.
5: It didn't steal your laughter. And heartache came to visit. No, it wasn't ever after. We will fight, not out of spite. Cause someone
6: must stand.
2: thinking back at the comment you said of uh, this evening about this priest who, who said something to the effect that the messages are boring, and I can't grasp that at all. Um, we live with the messages every day, and if they're boring, then they're simply ink on paper to people, because when they are brought into prayer, they become life. And there's so many connections that Our Lady makes from one message to the next message to the next message to show a whole mosaic that she's forming. And I'd like to give a little background to this message that Our Lady gave today that got us excited about what she was going to say today. We will pray in our community We every Sunday evening. Many of us in our community go to the writing office of a friend of Medjugorje and we pray a rosary. This happens every week. We pray for every decision that is on the desk of a friend of Medjugorje, every writing that he will be doing, every conversation that he will be having, that he will be led in his discernments. We cover this week for both he and his wife. And at the end of each rosary, we pick a message at random from Words from Heaven. And that message gives him and and his wife a real strength for the week gives him uh, discernment for what's coming up, gives him uh, actions to do. Our Lady gives him his marching orders, so to speak. And so this message that we picked this past Sunday, which was two days ago, was December 22, 1989. It was given to Maria. And Our Lady told Maria, She said, Our Lady says this Christmas should be the most beautiful Christmas of your life. And then the message read, Dear children, tonight your mother wants to call you to prayer, call you to prayer during those two days. Through prayer, open your hearts and let us wait all together for this day, which is for us the day of joy. Dear children, I wish you to decide to do something concrete during these two days. We understood, we knew that, in two days' time, March 18th was coming up, we were going to receive a message from Our Lady on this day, and it's a special day. It's, a, it's a, a message that always stands out on its own, outside of all the messages Our Lady gives in each year. But unbeknownst to us, when we gave this message to a friend of Medjugorje, he had been in prayer already that day. As he does, it's his practice to be preparing for the message that Our Lady will give him at every Sunday night. And he opened to a Bible passage from Hosea, chapter 6. And this was the Bible passage he had opened up to before we picked the message on Sunday night. It says, In their affliction they shall look for me. Come, let us return to the Lord for it is he who has rent but he will heal us he has struck us but he will bind our wounds he will revive us after two days on the third day he will raise us up to live in his presence let us know let us strive to know the Lord as certain as the dawn is his coming and his judgment shines forth like the light of day he will come to us like the rain like spring rain that waters the earth. And when you take that passage and when you look at the message we, we, we picked for Terry, for a friend of Medjugorje, on Sunday night, there's, and, and then look at the message that Our Lady gave today, there's so many parallels in what these three passages together show. Our Lady said on Sunday night, Let us wait all together for this day, which is for us the day of joy. And today's message, she says, be persevering so that at the end of the way, we can all together in joy and love hold the hands of my son. In the Bible passage, it says, come, let us return to the Lord. And Our Lady says, come with me, fear not on this day. And so there's there's just a lot, much more than we can probably express tonight to really look at but there seems to be a feeling a different feeling in this message and that's what i'd like you to comment on you said today that uh the dogwood trees are not this will be one of the only easters that we'll experience in 240 years of the dogwood trees not blooming for easter or on the very um just They're just beginning to come out for the spring. And I asked you, well, you, do you think that that's a sign? And you said yes. And then we got an interrupted. And I thought, well, I'm just going to ask you this question tonight. But I, I feel that there's, there's something that Our Lady is doing in this message. There's a joy that's, that's being expressed. There's some movement of heaven. There's something. And, um, and then the dogwood tree is sort of this, this sign, another sign of our times, perhaps, of what's going on in heaven.
4: confront when someone speaks in error? Or do you become quiet to avoid being disliked, disenfranchised, or shunned? Are you intimidated about spreading and expressing your faith? Many Christians are buying the lie of darkness that they can't bring faith to the workplace, their schools, their life. Watching evil take place all around them and not stepping up to contradict it is termed quietism quietism was deemed a heresy by the church several centuries ago people had accepted and tolerated many things not agreeing with them but looking the other way centuries later today quietism is slowly creeping in everywhere even to the point that Christians squirm in their seats when religion is discussed in public Often, yourself and many others practice this heresy, contributing to the world's demise. Read Quietism, an important writing that will convict, making you want to take greater responsibility in responding to the call to convict. Be a witness and an apostle in a world growing more and more in darkness. Many who read it say they will never be silent again. Order on medj.com, spelled MEJ.com and click on Medg Mart or call in the US 205 672 2000. You're listening to
0: Radio Wave with a friend of Mejigoria.
1: Well, we have our lady giving a message that Satan, I'm rather, uh, God wants to speak to you through many ways through nature. Through people, through various other ways, and the fact that Easter is so early this year that uh, the last time it was this early, there are very few people alive today that saw that. It's like ninety-five years ago or so,
6: uh,
1: from some something I read. The next time we'll see it Easter this early will be two hundred forty years from now, and it's strange. This is the first time I've ever had Easter because our dogwoods, of course, especially here in the south, are just in this region. Uh, And the climate is always blooming and of course the dogwood tree was tradition has it that it was struck uh, never to grow large again that it was a wood that Jesus was crucified on and inside the dogwood bloom a bloom that actually grows as a it's not just open up as a flower it grow that bloom actually grows and as it grows you see the four wounds of Christ you see in the center you see the crown of thorns in the center of it uh, the side wound and it's the shape of the cross and it's a beautiful bloom if you've never seen it. Of course, many people have read this and know this from tradition for years. But our our dogwoods aren't blooming. And this will be the first Easter I've ever known in my life. And, of course, people from that time. So what does that mean? Well, it's strange that a lady's coming here before Easter saying this message that, that sure, certainly is about uh, a life, the closing a life, and how she wants to be there at the end of our life to take us to bring us right into the hands of Jesus. Now, these are private revelations. You can't say they're public revelations because all private revelations ceased with the death of the last apostle. That's scriptural. But private revelations help, or rather public revelations are invigorated and and more understood through private revelations. And while the church teaches that uh, apparitions, if they're approved, are only... Um, said that there's no requirement to believe in for salvation, we have to not put it in that context. We have to realize that our ladies come coming to convert the entire world. This is something major that hasn't happened in the church before, so the church has never looked at it. Everything here with this is new. It's a new way. It's not public revelations, but these private revelations have a great significance that the public revelations aren't doing because they've grown sterile uh, and repetitious, You say, how dare you say that, anaptha to you, and I'll have people say that. How dare you say that the scriptures can be sterile, that can be repetitious? Well, I'm quoting Cardinal Ratzinger, who's now Pope Benedict. That's what he said in June of 2000 when he released the Third Secrets. The private revelations, he gave a whole talk about it, that they they don't need to have a Negative connotation whether well, I don't mean nothing or I'm free to accept it Why is God sending our lady for 27 years every single day if it if he wants you to just have an option to hear it or not? It's because something's happening in these private revelations of the apparitions of the Virgin Mary Queen of Peace of Medjugorje This never happened before And not just when Moses heard from God, but since the Garden of Eden and again to repeat it because our Lady's repetitious, and because we need to be repetitious till we get it, just like a school teacher at school, I will give messages as never before in the history since the beginning of the world. Adam and Eve walked in the cool of the evening. They talked to God. And now we're talking to Our Lady. Something like in the Garden of Eden. By this isn't the Garden of Eden, the, the woman who is the Garden of Eden herself, of heaven, is coming to talk to us. And so we need to realize that there's the the power in this the gift we have to to know something that's kind of new for us that they didn't know 100 years ago they they didn't know that you can really and it maybe wasn't afforded to them at that time but now because this is mary's time and we're bringing mary's gospel and it says i will lead you i will lead you or rather the way at which I lead you is difficult, full of temptations and falls. I will be with you, and my and my hands will hold you. In the beginning, she says, "I extend my hands towards you." Mariana physically saw that she's just not giving words. She showed her what I'm going to do. I'm giving my hands towards you. Was she saying that to Mariana? No, the messages are for all of us. When she gave her hands toward mariana and mariana saw says i'd never seen our lady address us in this manner she extended her hands toward us mariana took that interpreted it for everybody there and us here and with her hands extended in this way she said i extend my hands toward you do not be afraid to accept them i desire to give you love and peace and to help you in salvation therefore my children receive them what is them her hands they didn't have the knowledge of this a hundred years ago. This is something of a gift to us today, something profound, something's coming through private revelations that you can tonight get in your bedroom, get beside your bed, pray a rosary, and formally consecrate your hands and give them to Our lady and know with confidence that that is accepted because she says, receive them. I want your hands. I want you to have my hands, receive my hands. She wants to be our hands. This is not something with just a, oh, what a little sweet thing a lady's going to do. She's going to touch and pat us on the back of your hands. This is something real, an action that you can take that's going to affect you in this life and at the close of your life. Can you imagine her taking your hand and putting the hand of her son Jesus? We live in extraordinary times extraordinary times unlike anybody has had and again what lewis demotra said i long for that time he wanted to sit where you sit and why are you just sitting there when the shows go off you get by yourself our lady says find your corner to pray in find a corner but you consecrate and just don't do it flip okay she said this i'm gonna give her my hands Take some action with it. Put some prayer into it. Put the heart into it. Make it mean something. And you're really doing this. Our Lady really will receive your hands. And she, you'll receive her hands. She said once in a message, I can do nothing without you. We've heard Father Yozo say for years that Our Lady told him, I need you. You're important. I want you. Our lady has a special plan for you. Do you want to be a part of it? Or are you in fear you're going to have to give something up? You better be in fear of not giving something up. Because we know what times we live in. We know how the things are that we live in. And when we see God and his actions and what he's done in past history and what we're headed to, we know that that we have never seen the love that the world's been offered today until Christ came 2,000 years ago, and now he sends his mother for the second Pentecost, the second rebirth of the church, to renew the new way. You know, a love that's amazing to us is, and it's more than a dream. This is not a dream. This, this message today is like a dream. Can you imagine if somebody told you 30 years ago, what if Our Lady would come and, and you knew when she said that she wanted to give us her hands she wanted us to accept him. And she would make a promise. This is a promise. She don't say the word promise. But her words are a promise. You can take it to the bank. I will hold you and hold on tight to you just like Ronald Reagan when he was in trouble or losing his life. And then I'm sure she was there at the end of his life too. And then hold her hands and place them in Jesus' hands. So this dream... This love is everything. Our Lady is love. And with this love, we should be amazed. Really amazed at it. Because we can go higher, we can fly higher, we can do more things we could ever imagine with Our Lady than ever in history.
7: Until your love, I never knew Everything I wanted was there in you Until your love, I couldn't find The answers to the emptiness I had inside My life was in search of Finding who I was Until your love Until your love All the clouds were grey One whisper from your voice Drove them all away Until your love I had never flown But you've taken me to heights I would have never known I never thought A single touch Could change my world so much Until your love Your love is more than amazing More than a dream's dream
4: Your love makes my
7: world go round Oh, your love is everything
6: Yeah, your love is
7: everything Until your love, life was black and white faded dreams of yesterday just cast aside Until your love It was the same old song Heartache, heartbreak, and I just sang along These feelings I'd heard of But didn't know what it was Until your love Your love is more than amazing More than a dreamer's dream Your love makes my world go round Oh, your love is everything Yeah, your love is everything Until your love I had never flown But you've taken me to heights I would have never known Until your love Was the same old song Heartache, heartbreak I just sang along Until your love
1: Just thank God that Our Lady's come into the earth. You know the love that we have through God, through her, through her Son. This message today is really, really, truly a dream message. Uh, I can't get over it. When I read it, I was really excited about it. It's so undeserving for us to to receive something like this. Little Francisco, being so many people down on him and him. Losing heart and and our lady speaking in here about the difficulties and the falls and and the first thing She says with this pure love of hers Francisco going into this apparition knowing that Oh boy. Now it comes from our lady She's gonna look down on me and does just the opposite She says as far as Francisco. I give him my best And as far as you our lady says I give you my best. I give you my hands. I give you my son if you fall get back up the impulse of her leading us toward holiness leading us up and growing is is the parallel for you as an individual to change of what her plans is for the whole world so we have hope we really have hope you can't read the world you can't read society you can't read the things that's happening in society and think that you're going to have faith that it will happen It will happen simply because Our Lady says so. What does she say? God desires the conversion of the entire world. What more do you need? Her words. Her heart.
4: from within cloistered convents to inside the Pentagon, from dangerous military fields around the globe to the quietness of the bedroom and field where Our Lady appeared to the Medjugorje visionary Maria here in Caritas. The Patriotic Rosary, a powerful prayer for divine protection and mercy for our nation and its rebirth. Gather your family and friends and pray the Patriotic Rosary together, consecrating our nation back to God. Once you've heard this rosary, you'll long to pray it often, praying that our nation remains one nation under God. Order the Patriotic Rosary on medj.com, spelled M E J.com, and click on MEGMART Mart, or call in the U.S. 205 672 2000. You're listening to Radio Wave
0: with a friend of Medjugorje. It's uh, been a beautiful broadcast tonight. And just to let you know that the next broadcast is going to be next Tuesday, which is the 25th. And to the listening audience, think about that. That's seven days away from now is the next broadcast. Imagine if we could be on the air tonight and tell you the next broadcast is going to be tomorrow night. We can't do that without your financial support. We've we've said this the last three shows that we're trying to move into doing this 30-minute segment every single day. And we want to be able to give you this food that so many of you have asked us for. And so we invite you to do that. You can call us on the phone, 205-672-2000. And between 8.30 and 5, you can speak to a live receptionist about this, about making a donation for Radio Wave for Medj.com, Or you can go to Medj.com and you can click on the Donate button and it's very easy, very simple to use. Um, regarding what a friend of Medjugorje was saying previous to the the break just now. It's real beautiful to think about these words of our lady that saying that about her giving her her giving to us her hands. And for those of you who haven't read it on the homepage of medjugorje.com is a very beautiful story um, of a friend of Medjugorje that he allowed his hands to be used by our lady. And you can see it right there, right below the headline. It's a, it's a Current Events um, article, and you can read that story of of just a week ago, from just one week ago, this beautiful story. And so many have written us back and it just says, wow, how beautiful of a story, how incredible this was. And this was from a, him allowing Our Lady to place her hands into his, for him to take her hands. And so for those of you who haven't read that article, we invite you to go back and to read that.
1: Well, we uh, have many things still you can say about this message. Of course, we're closing out this program in a few minutes, but we have to really seriously evaluate our life and the future. And we have to reconcile the fact that if Our Lady's coming the way she's coming and the direction of the world and so many things she's contradicting, that those things won't hold up and won't last. No matter how solid, solid things look, no matter how... Strong things appear in society are weak. Our ladies come to restructure the world, restructure society. Uh, how do, how can I say that with authority? Well, just one message. She says, You built a whole new world without God, as if you were your own creator. This is paraphrasing some of her words. But that means that if she says that, we often see she says a statement, and we follow the statement and we accept that truth. But we don't see the opposite side of that. we always, always say, look at the other side of the coin with that. If she's coming, that means she's changing it. To have a world that's built on God, to have a society structured, and a society recognizing the Creator. And it's interesting, one of the things she refers to God often, or rather not necessarily so often, but many, many times, is God the Creator. She's reminding us of that because we have forgotten that. Because we have so many inventions, so many advances, so much technological things happening that man naturally in his way of life and in his way of living had to call on God to help. When his, when his child got sick, uh, he turned to God. They didn't have the modern things of medicine today. When, when uh, they're in difficulties, they had to pray for rain because that's how they ate. They didn't have the currency per se the way we have it now. Uh, when they had to 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 do something or or move I mean it was a hardship, they had to have God with them on everything they did and Today we can just be across the country in just a few hours. I often um, hear stories that you know they people that have paid everything they 've done everything they went to the doctors for somebody who 's terminally ill and they 've done everything they could do, and then they say, "Well, the only thing left to do is prayer." So what they're saying is God's last. And this is a common denominator. Especially the more affluent you are, the immediately the first thing you do is try to buy your way to fix the problem. Get the best doctor, the best hospital, the best that. And of course, what we have, even if you're poor, is better medical conditions that that they, than they they we've had since the human race started in the last few decades. And so even, even with you're not affluent, the first thing we go to is, oh, i got to go to the doctor, i got to do this. When before, your, your fate was totally in the hands of God. And so we have a reliance on man as if he's his own creator. So I ladies reminding us, don't think that the technology, the physics that make that up, or the x-ray machines, or the CAT scans, that physics is God's. Man just found it and put it together. He had already designed it. We often, and I often used to tell the children here, uh, some of the machinery we have outside, some heavy, heavy equipment, that this is the genius of God. We kneel down and put our hands on this equipment and pray over it because we want the kids to see God in it. Are we being a new age? No way. What we're doing is we're giving a recognition to these children that you understand this thing was nothing but dirt. 40 years ago, 60 years ago, and the soil had been laying there for thousands of years. Man didn't create that. He put the elements that God created and wed this together and turned it into a a wonderful machine. And it's God's genius that allowed those laws of physics to turn into what it turns into. It's His fuel that fuels it. All gifts from God, all created by God. Man did not create it. So we don't create anything. There's nothing there that we've created. Everything's from God. And our lady wants us to be reminded of that. And so you need to see that when you when something happens, or you need the help, or you need to our lady said, don't even take a step. Just recently she said this a few months ago. Don't even take a step without God. And usually we take a step and then we want God to bless it. We force his hand. And sometimes we've got to pray and pray and pray to make it work. You know, you, you have God's will. He had God's passive will. You want His pa- I don't want His passive will. That's, that's, I don't want to force God to do something. You, know, you want to marry somebody and it's not, you don't feel it's God's will, but you know He'll, he'll bust it if you go in the church and do it. Yeah, God will. He allows it because that's what you want. Do you want His passive will or do you want His will? Passive will won't necessarily bring happiness. His will will always make you happy, even if it's difficult or even if it causes suffering. Because why? It leads in the end always to joy. So you have to understand God's will, how God's will works, and and seek it. Seek it in everything, in every step, throughout your day. You do everything for God. You know, Simeon didn't want to carry the cross. He just came across a path. The Roman soldiers made him do that. You know, it was something that he just fell into. And he's known through a simple act, a simple moment in his life that was insignificant to him. And he's known throughout history and we be known throughout the eternity that he helped Jesus carry the cross. And so we have a song that we want to play for you before uh, Good Friday. That's an old uh, song we've played here for years especially during Lent, it's a good reminder that, that uh, what Jesus did for us and to contemplate for Good Friday. I recommend very strongly people be reading the Point of Man, God, especially the part about the death of Jesus on the cross. I read it today, this morning, early. And uh, I've read it many, many times, but it always means something. It always has some effect. And so this is Holy Week. This is a time we should be contemplating Jesus and His way and we should be looking toward Him.
8: Time had come to sacrifice again My two small sons They walked beside me on the road The reason that they came Was to watch the Lamb Daddy, Daddy What will we see there? There's so much that we don't understand So I told them of Moses and Father Abraham and Then I said, dear children, watch the land There will be so many in Jerusalem today must be sure the land doesn't run away And I told them of Moses and Father Abraham And then I said, dear children, watch the land And when we reached the city I knew something must be wrong There were no joyful worshipers No joyful worship songs I stood there with my children In the midst of angry men and Then I heard the crowd cry out A part I did not wish to play Why upon this day Were men condemned to die Why were we standing here Where soon they would pass by I looked and said Even now they come The first one cried for mercy The people gave him none The second one was violent He was arrogant and loud I still can hear his angry voice Screaming at the crowd Then someone said, there's Jesus I scarce believe my eyes. A man so badly beaten, he barely looked alive. Blood poured from his body, from the thorns upon his brow. Running down the cross, falling to the ground, I watched him. As he struggled, I watched him as he fell The cross came down upon his back The crowd began to yell In that moment, I felt such agony In that moment, I felt such loss Until a Roman soldier grabbed my arm and screamed You! At first, I tried to resist him, then his hand reached for his sword, and so I knelt and took the cross. It on my shoulder and started down the street. The blood that he'd been shedding was running down my cheek. They led us to Golgotha. They drove nails deep in his feet and hands. And yet upon the cross I heard him pray, Father. Forgive them. Oh, never have I seen such love in any other eyes. Into Thy hands I commit my spirit. He prayed, then he died. I stood for what seemed like years. I lost all sense of time until I felt two tiny hands holding tight to mine. My children stood there weeping. I heard the oldest say, Father, please forgive us. But then ran away. Daddy, Daddy, what have we seen here? There's so much that we don't understand. So I took them in my arms, and we turned and faced the cross. Then I said, dear children, watch.
1: As we approach Good Friday, in a very few short days, and Easter Resurrection Day, I want to remind you that we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of promoting of July. Something as simple as one little flyer sending back a church may save somebody's life for eternity. I know there was one call that came in today, that or a couple of days ago, to Joan, and she said that it was a man that was here. 2005 was had decided to walk out on his marriage. He was finished with it. He called up. He says, "Literally, being there saved my marriage. Saved my life. I'm happily married now." And this is a common thing. And one one little flyer we're printing this week, thousands of brochures, thousands of flyers. We got radio spots. We got posters. All this will be ready probably toward the end of the week or the beginning of next week. And this stuff is made available to you free. We only ask you to help pay for the postage and the handling of shipping it to you. You can do so much, take them to your church, take them to college campuses. If you live near a college, blanket the whole college. Ask us for 1,000 flyers, we'll send them to you. One flyer. And the way we design them, it sparks interest. We had somebody call this week, wants to bring 30 people. Another, several people call this week, bringing buses of people. All you have to do is get them here. Our lady will do the rest. But one little flyer can do it. We're producing this for you. We've designed it. We've laid it out. And it's ready to go. Call us and order that. The other thing I want to remind you of about Caritas' future. We have some critical things concerning our future. It's called the serious announcement. If you haven't received one, call. We'll send it to you free as a packet. Very, very important. It depends on you for what we'll do in the future or if we'll even be here in the future. So we ask that you call about that and also become a promoter of July. It's never been so simple to bring somebody to conversion. And the environment we set up here is we let our lady be free to convert people. We don't do anything. It's all about her and she'll do it. So as we end our program tonight, we'd like to tell you and remind you of the message today that you find your little corner room and remember that it's like the sun shining when the rain is pouring down. It's like the soul is flying though your feet are on the ground so take this of mine there's no doubt that you're in better hands now consecrate yourself in prayer tonight bring your hands to our lady take her hands receive them and tonight as we end our show we want with all our heart this holy week to wish you our lady good night and we love you